But this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Welcome to another edition of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik, and I'm joined by Becky, Vero, and Antonio, a.k.a. The Bananas Defender. How you guys doing today? What's up? I'm doing good. Excellent. Yes. Dope, dope, dope. Today, we discussed this episode's headlines, the splashback from the Pauly interview, and Marie follows in her favorite idol's footsteps to throw the block party of her own, and we're all invited. Wait, does this block party have wings or no? No, no, no. We're just blocked from seeing her on Twitter. Not me. You didn't get blocked? No, I I made the cut. I I got blocked. I liked all those tweets off of the company Twitter, so my personal one was safe. So that's why our company Twitter got blocked. Oh, yeah, that got blocked, too. (laughs) Uh, No, I got blocked personally also, so. I think I also threw out a tweet about how Amanda said a whole bunch of shit about her too and nobody was saying shit about that but you know it is what it is let's discuss that splashback right now on our last episode we had Paulie Califiori make an appearance and he pissed some people off during the show he proceeded to drag Bananas, Kyle, Devin, Corey, Zach and Marie wasn't a huge surprise I mean this motherfucker says what he wants and it was one of the reasons why I really wanted to have him on but there's always consequences for our actions. And the most major splashback we got was from Marie. Even though other people responded, Marie, she definitely had the biggest bunch of her panties. So let's hear what he had to say. Couple more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Marie. Flip flopper. Like, can I tell you, here's a story about Marie. After Final Reckoning, she FaceTimes me, bawling her eyes out, saying, I'm calling you because you know how to deal with all the hate on social media. I can't deal with this. You know, can I talk to your therapist? You know, can you be someone that I talk to when I turn to? And I'm like, yeah, Marie, of course. Like, you know, like, I'm always here for that. Like, I'm not one to try and, like, you know, fucking do this shit. Like, if you ever need, like, here, here's my therapist number. Here's all this shit. And she... Literally a week fucking later is is tweeting nasty shit about me. I'm like, I can't help this girl. <laughs> she's she's a flip flopper. It's fucking. It's so. I've just learned to just not deal with her and not give a fuck what she says or does. You know, I used to feel bad for her. Now I don't. So this is Paulie. Now, Marie reacted by saying that Paulie outed her for having mental illness and that we were trash for airing it. With you. How much trash? You're the one that did the edit. I did. I did do the edit. <laughs> now, so you should take the blame, not three of us. Yeah. I do take the blame. <laughs> now, I agree that Marie has a right to feel some kind of way. Her name was mentioned. We wasn't cavalier and airing the comment by Polly. Uh, we went over the clip and decided that he wasn't making fun of her for having mental illnesses. Uh, he also mentioned that he himself, you know, has a therapist. We thought it took a lot of the sting out of it. Apparently, 
we were wrong. There was a lot of back and forth. Paulie said it wasn't fair that everyone diagnosed him as a narcissistic sociopath and manipulator. You know, Marie fired back, said that he was a liar, called Carver a dog. Kendall Shepard, who I love, jumps in on Paulie, ends the show, and then Paulie goes on the attack. You know, Marie threw a block party and Kendall reached out to us, which I thought was cool. When she reached out, she asked us to use better judgment with our hot takes and to use our tweets more responsibly when it comes to mental health. Um, she also said we should use our platform to make the world a better place and to maintain humanity. I really respected her for reaching out. She did a very, and she reached out in a very respectful and compassionate manner. Uh, I've interacted with Kendall on multiple occasions. I always known her to be on the side of good and compassion, but I also felt we had to stand our ground. Let me ask you guys a question. Do you guys regret running the hot take and running the interview with Paulie's comments? No, I mean, why should we regret it? I mean, he said what he said. Why would we take away something he said to begin with? And I don't think it was anything wrong with it. I mean, I like them both. So, like, I'm not taking sides. I just feel like it was nothing wrong with what he said. Bananas, do you feel that we were irresponsible? No, I feel like we did, as a podcast, we did what we had to do. I mean, we we interviewed Paulie. We asked Paulie a question. We aired the question. That's, we can't control what comes out of his mouth. <laughs> That's for fucking sure. No, I personally don't think that we did anything wrong. I think that we didn't alter what he said. You know, he said it. And at the end of the day, I don't personally think that he was insulting her for seeking therapy. I will also agree with that. Becky, what do you make of our actions? Um, I mean, to be honest... I didn't think it was offensive. Maybe I have a thick skin or maybe I just didn't hear it. He didn't focus on it being about her talking to him about a therapist and then that she's crazy or he didn't say anything like that. He merely stated that she reached out to him and that she had wanted to speak to him because he was used to a lot of backlash. And she even asked for questions like a therapist. Now, that takes a lot of courage to know that you need help with a situation and to reach out to somebody for help. So if anything, she should be very proud and say, yes, I reached out to a therapist because of the situation that I was in. I think that it's not a right way of going about it to say anybody was making fun of it. I think the main thing is, I guess... I guess her seeking therapy wasn't common knowledge. And I guess she felt that Paulie exposed something that was supposed to be private between them. And I think that's uh, I think that's why she feels some kind of way. And even though overall it wasn't a negative light, I don't feel that her mental health was brought up to be a negative. I think the meat of the story really focused on, um, you know, that one day she's asking for asking him for help and being buddy buddy. And then a week later, uh, seemingly turning on him. When I was talking to Kendall, I pretty much wrote our response. And I'm just going to paraphrase it here. And just for anybody else who wonders um, where we stand on the issue. Uh, Running this take wasn't anything we did cavalier. We analyzed the context and decided that a line was not crossed as we believe the therapy was not used as an insult to our guests. We do take mental illness serious and we will have to be more careful in the future. We will stand firm on our position, but we hear the feedback. It will not be ignored. Thank you for reaching out. And, uh, you know, big shout out to Kendall. Uh, she's always been really, really cool. But, you know, it just added to, you know, to this kind of crazy week for us. But for the most part, it was it was mostly positive. Paulie is a <laughs> Paulie is a is one of a kind. I mean, I knew that he was just going to get on here and kind of say whatever he wanted, which is one of the reasons why I definitely wanted to interview him. 
And I got some, you know, I got some questions asked I really wanted. How'd you guys feel after the Paulie interview? I feel like we asked a lot of questions that people were scared to ask. The questions about his relationship with Cara, not necessarily even focusing on the scandal itself, but the aftermath and what it brought to his life. Also him and him getting back together with Cara on what his steps were on making things right. And I think that helped a lot with him because I think it humanized him in a lot of ways where they realized he's just a person. He made a mistake. He wanted to rectify it and love him or hate him. He's charismatic and he, he has a lot to say. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. I really like Polly as a guest. I thought that he did a great job and that, um, I liked how he didn't come on our podcast to talk shit and to trash people. And he came just to genuinely talk about his experience and his life. And um, I really appreciate that. I heard him on other podcasts and he did a lot of shit talking, but with ours, I feel like it was more like a genuine conversation. He did a lot of shit talking. (laughs) Kind of, but it wasn't as bad as other ones. I think because the way that we were asking the questions and just having a conversation with him, it didn't leave too much room for anything out of completely out of line. Yes. Bananas. What was it like for you to hear Paulie come on here and shit talk your daddy and you ain't do shit about it. <laughs> like, what do you expect me to do, though? I'm not going to, like, just curse him out live on a podcast and be disrespectful to a guest. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Paulie, though. I'm like, look, I like Paulie. I like bananas. Like, I'm not going to just start a fight. And I'm not going to stir the pot for no reason while I like them both. He was a great guest. He wasn't rude at all. I mean, he said what he said. I gave him a few good answers. And we had a regular conversation about it. It's not like I'm not going to just start like a whole fight for no reason for it, you know? I mean, everyone has opinions on different people. He has his opinion. I have my opinion. And that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, I definitely feel you in that. I thought he was an excellent guest. I mean, the only thing that... I really had to censor him on was just time because um, if you notice, we didn't ask that many questions. I mean, we asked one question and we got a 15 minute answer. I mean, he was great. He just, I felt like he was, I, I felt like he wasn't bullshitting us. He wasn't trying to give us spin. I felt like we were just shooting the shit. And I thought he was very affable, very likable. Uh, and you know, I really had, I really had a fucking blast with that guy. So that is in the past though. And now we have to move on to the actual episode. So jumping straight into the daily challenge. Today's challenge is called Eye in the Sky. Uh, The challengers are back to back and have to make their way across beams suspended in the sky. Uh, The one in the front has a blindfold on, but they're wearing a camera that feeds to the person in the back who has to direct them verbally. Uh, It's great to see them go high tech in such an environment that has so much sand and dirt and military themed. So I thought it was a nice little contrast there. Overall, I didn't think the challenge looked too hard. What do you guys make of uh, today's daily challenge? Uh, I didn't like it. It was, I mean, I like the concept. It was just, it looked so easy. Like, honestly, I don't know how teams fell. Like, it looked pretty simple. The guy has to look straight down, just take baby steps, go straight, make it, I think they had, what, one one or two turns. That's it. Like, come on. It was really easy. If we were there, it would have been easy. We don't know, but I mean... It, it didn't look interesting at all either. It was like really quick. It was, it was stupid. Yeah, I agree. I think that they should have added some steps or something else just to spice it up a little bit. Because from 
a viewer's perspective perspective it was a little bit boring it would have been really fun if they had like a beam just like like at knee level coming at them and they had to jump over it while yeah. being blindfolded that would have been freaking sick that would have definitely That's spiced so some shit up yeah yeah definitely <laughs> I thought it was cool I, I don't you guys uh, are crazy I thought it was cool they it's the 2019 century y'all they brought the VR goggles out <laughs> 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 but here's the thing with the situation with that because you guys you're simplifying it you're talking about having a camera you you're really not seeing what you're seeing you're seeing what the person in front of you is seeing so it's not like you're standing in front and now you're walking it's you're trying to guide somebody who's blindfolded. And if anybody's tried to walk while having their eyes closed, you can't walk a straight line. It is not that easy. Oh, I didn't say the word easy. I said boring. There's a difference. Antonio said easy. Yeah, look, I think it was Davon and Bear. When you saw the way they were walking, they had both their arms locked and they were legit taking baby steps the whole entire time. That was the best strategy. Like, come on. It was so, if everything did, it was so, it looked so easy. But here's and the thing. Their height difference was not as massive as some of the other ones. Well, I definitely feel like this was one of the challenges that would definitely, it was definitely harder than it looked. I, I think that it looked really easy, but probably very disorientating, discombobulating for the, for the challengers. Uh, but during this challenge, uh, Bear decided to go Bush League with it. He decided that he was going to set his sights on getting Paulie and Ninja Natalie out. Like Wes hasn't already declared war on him. What did you guys make of Stephen Bear's Bush League tactics of yelling and screaming and trying to distract other challengers? Fair or foul? It's fair. I mean, come on. Like, did I like it? No. I mean, they're just fun. It was just a funny thing because you've seen in the past how so many cast members on the side were just get into it, you know? And then when Bear was going, they all screamed at him. It's all fair. Like, you're doing this to benefit yourself. So, I mean, like, he did nothing wrong. Like, I, I don't know. He, I, I, it was hard to explain because I don't like who he did it to, but then I like his like strategy behind it trying to mess them up Becky, what do you got it was more obnoxious i think i could understand people being on the ground and being like shut up you're yelling in my ear because his his voice is grating i don't know if it's the accent i don't know if what he was yelling or just the, the pitch it was it was hurting my ears i can only imagine standing next to him and hearing that so i don't think it's a foul move i just think it's an annoying one yeah, Bear can definitely be annoying sometimes. And <laughs> that's kind of his MO at this point. I think it's fair. I mean, do you even think that they could hear him from where they were at, though? Yeah, it was a D said she heard, she heard Bear. Oh, I don't know. I, it's fair. It's just stupid at this point, though. I mean, yelling's not going to knock them off of the thing. It's pretty funny, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. He's yelping. I think he probably annoyed the people that were standing next to him more than the people on the platform. But oh, yeah. whatever. And you yeah. saw Kara getting pissed off. Well, yeah, that's her boo up there, and a hit dog will holler. All right, so the winners of the daily end up being Wes and D, Davon and Bear, and very surprisingly, Gus and Jenna. They finally decide to pull their head out of their ass and close out a victory, probably when they needed one the most. Joss and Jenna have been doing good lately, so I don't really see it as a surprise. I mean, no, what the they haven't. 
They came in fourth the last challenge, or was it the challenge before? They've been doing good. If you're not in the top three, you lost. They have not been doing good. I mean, they I haven't been in any eliminations. Day. That's true. They haven't been in any eliminations because they haven't really been on anybody's radar. So, I mean, they're playing the game perfectly. I mean, I don't even consider them a layup team either. I would. Jenna's a beast, but um, all reality, we've seen how she did in the final. So, in this season, is there really a layup team? Because when you go into elimination, don't you want to stay in the game? So, why would you pick? Well, I would say team? Gus and Jenna and Amanda and uh, Crybaby are, are pretty easy. But no one's calling out. <laughs> you mean out loser yet. and Crybaby. Oh, well, let's not bash Queen Amanda. So in the tribunal, Jen immediately sets her sights on Amanda and Josh. So much for Team USA. Wes indeed decided they're going to do a burn vote on Cam and Ashley because at this point, Wes doesn't have too many options. I mean, he's not able to vote in Bear, so it's a good burn vote. But trouble starts brewing between Day and Bear. Day tries her best to protect Pauly, but... She's overpowered by a stronger personality. Hold on, give me that fucking mic. Let me say this again. Listen, listen, listen. Day tries to protect Pauly, but she is overpowered by a stronger personality. Overpowered by a stronger personality. Bear picked last week. He lets her know that he's going to pick this week too. And Devon is reduced to tears and not being able to establish her will. Did you guys get that? Uh, oh, say it one more, one more time, one more time, one more time. I don't think it was intense enough, Malik. It was pretty intense. Uh, anybody, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I like Davon. I think Davon's pretty fucking swell. But she let Bear run right over her. You know, they really needed her to stand her ground. And all reality, Davon failed. This was the time for Davon to step up. And don't get me wrong, she tried. She definitely gets an A for effort, but she didn't get the job done. And that's going to put pretty much her only super solid, super solid alliance member in the crosshairs. And this alliance member in the crosshairs is Paulie Califiori, who is fucking killing it. Him and Ninja is killing it. You need that guy on your team. Bear got to pull his head out of his ass, and we're going to need Davon to step up. I mean, I don't blame Bear for targeting Polly because it is true. Do you really want to go to a final against him and Ninja? They're strong. They're athletes. I can understand where he's coming from on why he wants to vote them in. It's stupid because they're most likely going to come back. They're crazy. Like, I can't see them not winning this elimination or any elimination as it is. But I can see where he's coming from. And honestly, I think Davon tried. She did her best, but it is what it is. And I think that either way, it was going to happen. Well, it's also stupid because we have the other teams in the tribunal. Because we all know Day is not going to vote Pauly in. So now Bear needs two other people to go with him to vote Pauly in. So why say a big name and threaten a new target on your back when you know he's not going to get voted in? He can easily have another burn vote or do whatever Day wanted to do. And just he wanted to do what he wanted to do. And it's going to hurt him in the long run. I think you're absolutely right. Vera, what do you make of uh, what do you make of Bear's treatment of Davon during nominations? Well, first of all, I think she cried more out of frustration than bickering because I'm I'm similar to her, so I could tell like what her tears came from was the frustration. I see where Bear was coming from because 
how often do you see Polly and Ninja not in the tribunal? Like you have to jump at the opportunity, but like Banana said, you would have to also, he would also have to get um, a couple people to vote his way, which just was not going to happen. So I don't know who else they could have voted for though, because most of the teams that weren't in the tribunal were the UK people. So I don't think he would turn his back on any of them. That's one of the biggest problems we're having a, a big alliance is that, and this is going to happen way more sooner than it will later. You're going to have to start picking up people of your own team. Because at some point, if Wes and Pauly is in the tribunal and you got to start voting on who you're going to send in, the only thing that's going to be left is going to be people in your alliance. Same thing, once you're down on the killing floor, you're going to have to start calling out members of your own alliance. And that's going to bring big breaks. And that's why they crumble. That's why these big alliances crumble. It's, and that, it's tried and true. It's happened for years. That's why no one trusts West because West will always have a big alliance. But when it comes, you know, three weeks before the final, he has more members in his alliance than there are weeks left. And he's choosing, he's paying them off one by one. And he's, you know, the biggest idiot in the whole entire group. I, I won't say the biggest idiot. He did win a couple of I mean, games. I'm, I'm getting the feeling that you don't really like Wes. Look, I don't like Wes, but I respect his game. Man, Wes is one of my favorite guys, man. I fucks with Wes. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to some in-house drama. And <laughs> this is going to be my favorite. Uh, let's start off with some Josh and Amanda. So uh, Josh tries to fuck his partner, Satan. Let's talk about it. While laying in bed, Josh tries to slide into Lucifer's panties. He tells her that he's a very affectionate person. He needs a woman's touch. And the look on her face says everything we need, to, we need to know about how she feels about that. And she gives him a nice, friendly, friend-zoned uh, pat on the shoulder. Josh has no game. Uh, I thought it was very, very embarrassing. I mean, to get turned out by Amanda. Granted, Amanda doesn't... <laughs> Amanda hasn't come, come off as very ho-ish. I haven't seen her Are You the One season, so... But she, she doesn't really seem to be that type. But I'm, I, he just got played so bad. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, yeah, yeah, bro. I'm just, you know, a real affectionate person. You know, just give me a kiss. It was creepy and it was gross and uh, ill. What did you guys think of uh, Crybaby trying to fuck Satan? It was funny. He's just trying to get the good team morale. It's fine. <laughs> I was, I, honestly, I couldn't, like, watch it with a straight face. I was just laughing the whole entire time. It was it just was too funny. It was He's desperate. Worst. That's what it looked like. It looked like he was desperate. I think he knew he was like, his time is up soon, and he just wanted to get something. And the easiest <laughs> the easiest person he had the best connection with was Amanda. So he probably was like, you know what? Yeah, why not? Oh, God. I mean, it's called spade a spade. Amanda's very pretty. I think she's gorgeous. Just because her personality is terrible, in my opinion, doesn't make her any less pretty. So, I mean... He could do worse. He could do worse. Um, um, I mean, I, I worse. I, nothing is worse. Desert dick is worse. <laughs> Not <laughs> getting a, any at all. Yeah, having, worse, having a super dry penis on the challenge is worse. Um, and yo, and, and Amanda looks good. We we all know it. She is she is quite a looker. Um. I don't want to get in the habit of, uh, you know, of, of talking about people's looks on here. 
But um, that whole interaction was just awkward, and it it didn't look good for anybody. Uh, I do, I, you know, I think it's dope how Amanda definitely like stood her ground, which is like, yeah, I'm not gonna fuck you. But you know what? She seemed to do it very, very nice, even though her facial expressions couldn't hide her fucking disgust at fucking crybaby. That was, that was just the best part for me. Like her facial expressions on that bed was just the absolute yeah. best, absolute best. All right, so now we head to the club night. The captain of Team USA, Nani, wants to make, you know, a little peace treaty between Amanda and Jenna. So Amanda definitely tried to work her charms on Jenna. I think at this point, it's going to be a, a little bit too little, too late. You know, burying that axe doesn't really seem like it's going to be on the board. But let's go ahead and take things back to the house. Ashley Kane, he took notice of Amanda politicking to get Team UK out, and he decided to confront her about it. While discussing Amanda's moves, Ashley proceeds to tell Satan that she doesn't have to be a bitch about it or something to that effect. So Josh, you know, the big brother Boy Scout, decided that he's going to defend poor Amanda's honor. He confronts Ash, who then proceeds to throw his personal property and shoes on the roof and laughs like a maniac in Josh's face. Josh decides to wait until security is close enough to hold him back to approach the behemoth of a man. This only inspires a louder, heartier, maniacal laugh from Ashley, and then Josh responds to this by crying. Amanda claims Ash was mad that he went sit next to her on the bus, but I just don't think this was a good look for um for Josh. Actually, you know what? Let me take that back. I thought it was very commendable that his female partner was called out of a name and he decided to stand up for her. That is very commendable. I thought that was really, really awesome. Even though I think um, Josh, just from what I've seen from Big Brother and from what I've seen from the challenge, is um, I'm trying to think of the scientific term here. I believe is major piece of shit. <laughs> um, I get I think, the vibe you don't like him. Not a big fan, not a big fan. But I did like how he stood up for his partner, even though his partner is Lucifer herself. He was being a good partner against somebody who can fucking literally eat him. So thank <laughs> God he waited till security was close enough to save his fucking life before he decides to buck up a little bit. But the best part about it, it just Ashley Kane laughing in his face while he's crying, saying, yeah, but bro, you don't have to talk to her like that. Like, she's a lady. She's a lady. You don't have to talk to her like that. My whole life, I had to fight. <laughs> Yo, know, Josh is the fucking worst. <laughs> fucking clown shoes, man. Fucking clown yeah, shoes, that guy is. So moving on, so moving on. What did you guys think about the interaction between Josh and Ashley Kane? Uh, Becky, why don't you kick it off for us? Uh, I think it was very commendable to see him come out and say, stop being so disrespectful to her. Uh, she's a lady, uh, even though that's, you know, debatable. Um, she's a female. There's a she, Oh, yeah. She's a female. What, ty- what type of female has cloven hooves and fucking smells of sulfur? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I see her more as the Wicked Witch of the West. But if you want to see her as that, I guess go that way. But uh, I think that it was very commendable. You can tell that he has a lot of affection for her. Uh, and it's, in my opinion, it was him showing that he's a good guy. So I I applaud him for stepping up to the yeah, plate. I applaud him, too. He's probably faking. <laughs> he's really trying to get into her panties, man. This is, this is- uh, I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh-huh, the things guys would do for some pussy, like facts. 
I'll be honest. I think he was just doing it honestly because he's a good guy. In my opinion, it just looked sincere. But that's just to me. Maybe it's because I'm a female um, and I would hope that a guy would step up and say that to anybody who is being that disrespectful to me. Uh, so I don't, buy it. I don't buy it one bit. Vera, do you buy this bullshit? <laughs> OK, wait, Becky, let me ask you a question, female to female. If a man had to step in and help defend you, are you going to stand back? Or are you going to fight beside him? That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering where the fuck was Amanda during all of this? Oh, no, I would have fought back. I would have fought back like a motherfucker right in the face. But I'm I'm that bitch, though. That's the thing. I you really don't want to go there with me because I don't care if I have like 10 people behind me. I'm getting in your face, too. I don't care. Yeah, I was wondering. I'm like, where is she at? And, you know, even when security was trying to calm him down when he's having his little bitch fit, I'm like, where is his partner that he spent all this time protecting? Like, I don't understand where she's at. So I thought that was a little bit interesting. I do think it was sincere. You know, he says that he um, has a mother and sisters. And, you know, I do really respect that he took the time out to try to help defend her. But at the same time, I don't know where she was. I think he's full of shit. Bananas, what about you? I like how Josh stood up for his partner. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Amanda or um, Ashley Cannon's situation. So, I mean, what Josh standing up for his partner was the right thing to do. I mean, if you see your partner getting mistreated, if you sit back, you're kind of a coward. And Josh, Josh's only way to stay focused into the game is, you know, to be on Amanda's good side. If they both disagree, I mean, we saw what happened to Amanda and Zach last year, uh, last season, um, when they just couldn't work together at all, didn't make it really couldn't really work together at all and didn't make it far into the game. Yeah, I'm still not buying it. But moving on, it looks like another member of TYB is going after Johnny Banana's sloppy seconds. What do you guys make of Nani sleeping with the enemy? Now, I don't know if she, I, I don't know if they actually slept together and it's none of my fucking business, but you guys know what I mean. What do you guys think about this, uh, uh, this budding relationship? Nani's living life. I mean, I don't see her and Hunter being like possible, you know, like alliance members in the future. I just feel like she's single. She's just trying to live her best life. And it's Hunter. I mean, what's Hunter going to do? He's, he's just trying to be more in bananas of shadow. Like the rest is TYB. I mean, come on. Mm. It's, it's, it's becoming more and more obvious now. Come on. He wants to be the next Johnny bananas. I'm pretty sure Hunter just focused on slinging that sausage. Becky, what do you make of this uh, budding romance? I think it's cute. I think it's sweet. Uh, in the end, <laughs> Hunter is a very sweet Southern guy, even though he likes to send dick pics all over the place. I I see him as just being a really sincere, nice guy. And Nani is hot and beautiful and so nice. I think that they would make a cute couple. So I would so I would ship it. I ship it. All right. Vero, what about you? Um, I really don't feel either way about it. It's just whatever. I think that um, it'll be interesting if they make a storyline out of it, just because both of them can be hotheads. But I guess we'll just have to see where that goes. Yeah, I'm kind of on your side with it. I can't give a fuck less. Hunter single, Nani single, they should fuck as much as humanly possible. So out of the house, let's go ahead and move on to the tribunal. <laughs> and, and man, I, I, I've come to really love these tribunals. Uh, first up is going to be Ashley Kane and Cam, Team Cash. And they go in. Uh, Cam lets them know that she's not there to kiss ass. 
Uh, if you throw her in, she'll come back and she's going to target you. And Ashley just threatens Wes. And the funniest part about it is it looked like it worked. Uh, you know, uh, Wes is over there laughing and Deej is like, yo, yo, don't, don't, don't laugh. Um, I like Ashley Kane. <laughs> Ashley Kane does seem like a fucking beast of a man. And being the fact that even Wes took the threat seriously, I think it said a lot about that team. What did you guys make of Team Cash appearance in the tribunal? I think it's good that she clearly says she's not going to kiss anyone's ass. I mean, it just kind of saved everybody the time and the drama and the fake bullshit trying to cut deals and everything. So I respect it. Uh, I think that they were honest. They were upfront, And Cam has always known that she is not scared to go into an elimination. So I, I liked it. And I, I liked that they stood their ground and they didn't kiss anybody's ass. Facts, facts, facts. We love a confident queen. So next up is going to be Satan and Crybaby. Um, when Amanda approaches, she she wants to know why Jenna is going after her when Zach wanted to go after Kara. And this leads into a screaming match. I think Jenna had a really good moment when she lets her know that, that Jenna isn't playing Zach's game and she's going to start doing what's best for herself. What did you guys think of Jenna making a stand? Bananas, kick it off. I mean, Jenna's obviously smart for going after Amanda. I mean, that's her biggest rival in the game. I mean, when Jenna said it from the beginning, she's playing her game, not Zach's game. From the beginning, Jenna and Amanda never seen eye to eye, and they both hate each other. So it makes perfect sense for Jenna to call out Amanda. And it's and Amanda just being a crybaby. She's I, I get yeah, she's trying to like save herself, but like just own up to it at this point. Don't be a coward and try to just blame other people. And especially when you're blaming Kara, who has nothing to do with the situation going on right now. And Amanda's just being a joke as always. But what about Team USA? I mean, does it make sense for the Americans to stick together? Well, this is just them putting him into the tribunal. It's not them voting. So everyone, I mean, Amanda doesn't know if she's a burn vote or if she's there just because Jenna wants to say her name. No one knows. Well, Amanda doesn't know at that time. We know as viewers because we see what's going on. So Team USA, yeah, it's great and all, but like you're allowed to say whoever you want to call in. Uh, I think Amanda's just trying to cover, but she doesn't want to be voted in, and she's using what happened with Zach as her ammunition. It's nothing that I didn't expect from her. Uh, the funny thing is, is it's not going to work because Jenna's, as much as Jenna plays it, she's not stupid. She's very smart in this game and she's covering her butt because she knows for a fact, I think that she knows for a fact that Amanda would go after her. So I think it's a smart move and that she chose her. And I think Amanda's just being a crybaby because she's been in this tribunal so many times that she just feels the need to continue to complain and bitch about everything. And that's just it's her character, I guess. Well, Satan needs to learn how to make some friends. So moving on to the main event, it's going to be Paulie and Ninja. Ninja takes the lead and wants to know is Bear always full of shit? I mean, say what you want about Ninja. She doesn't mince words. So Paulie points out to Bear that he's been attached a day and he rode with her all of last season. He lets us know that he's a friend and part of Davon's alliance. And he wants to know, does he need to start targeting Bear? Bear decides that he doesn't want to let up. He doesn't want to see Paulie in the final. And that's his choice. Right now, at this point of the game, all of the cards on the table, 
do you guys think Bear is making the right move to continue to go after Paulie? It's too early. Too early and wrong um, situation. If Bear had the numbers in the tribunal that will vote with them, perfect move, smart, smart move, throw pulling in there. When you don't have numbers, it's hard to make a power move, especially by throwing in a big name such as Paulie. I mean, because Paulie has been, Paulie has been killing it. I mean, he's been in the tribunal what in every single week besides the last two, I think. And yeah, I would want to go against him in the final because I would want to win it. But just Bear has to work on his strategy. It's the wrong time. It's too early. All right, Vero. So I think right now, even though Bear didn't have the numbers in the tribunal, I don't think he had very many other options to pick for the vote. So I feel like that's why he went after Polly because he kind of laid it out like, hey, this is where it's going to be going from here on out. And like I said, I don't think he had anyone else to vote for. So I agree the timing was not good. But at this point, I don't think he had any other option. Options were definitely limited. So moving on to the elimination. Uh, Bear decides to walk in wearing the dumbest fucking hat he could find. I mean, it's some kind of like <laughs> Russian fucking soldier hat. I don't know. It's fucking stupid. Let's get down to the voting. So Bear decided to stick to his guns. He goes after Paulie and Ninja. They, in an attempt to try to save Paulie, completely switches a vote and votes in Cam and Ash. And Cam is pissed. And Bear's surprised. He's, <laughs> he, leans, he, uh, he looks over. He has that great fucking line. He's just like, I didn't know you were going to do that. But you know what? He didn't take into account his partner, so it kind of makes sense. Uh, Jenna sticks her guns, and uh, both, both Jenna and her partner... Yeah, they go for Amanda and Josh. Uh, Wes decides to change his vote at the last minute and goes with Josh and Amanda, and D follows his lead and goes with Josh and Amanda. Now, let me remind you, Josh and Amanda at this point has had the highest margin for going into elimination through a tribunal so far in this game. So <laughs> Josh and Amanda just lighting it up. Uh, what did you guys make of, uh, of the tribunal's picks when it came down to the killing floor? I think it's the smartest move that they had uh, with the options that they had to choose from. They were the least wave making ones. Well, from the way they were performing on daily challenges, it was just more than obvious that they probably weren't going to make it out of elimination. So why not go with the for sure thing? I mean, Amanda and Josh are the easiest match to go in. Just look at it right away. I mean, because what Jenna and Gus made a pretty good claim that they wanted to throw in Amanda. And Wes indeed didn't really want to start any more drama. So, I mean, it was easier for them, for, just for them to vote in Josh and Amanda. And Bear was just being stupid. I mean, he votes in Pauline and Ninja. And then um, Davon was smart enough just to vote Cam because, I mean, you can't expect her to vote her number one and number two wins. And Cam was not high on her on her list anyway. So, I mean, Cam shouldn't be a surprise at all. I mean, you can't expect Davon to throw in her number one and two. It's so stupid. I don't know why she's so mad about it. Okay. Moving on to the killing floor. For some reason, Josh decides he wants to go big. And he calls down Team Cash. I mean, uh, Jesus fucking Christ is God. Uh, <laughs> One of the funniest moments is uh, he tries to give Cam a handshake and Cam completely just ignores him. Uh, Cam and Ashley comes down and they are just ready to go. Cam has never seen a challenge that she was ready to jump into and give 100%. And um, Ashley Kane, I mean, I wouldn't call that motherfucker on my cell phone. Like, 
call him down to the killing floor can't really be a good idea in any way, shape, or form. What did you guys make of Satan and Crybaby calling down Team Cash for an elimination? They had a full opportunity to go after her number one enemy. Facts. And completely dodged it to go after Cam. Another Just fact. show how scared Amanda is of Kara. I'm Facts. so... I was just living for the fact that Kara was looking at her like, do it, do it. And Amanda's like, mm, I'm not going to do it. I just, I'm scared. <laughs> You're going to send me home. I love it. I love it is the best part of the whole thing is that she punked out and chose a different team other than the team that's so terrible and they should be the ones going home. Yeah. Fuck you then. You can't send them home yourself. Can you? That's a very good fact. Vero. Personally, I think it's funny because the whole time she's talking about, oh, she has bigger fish to fry. You know, every chance that she gets, she throws that phrase out there. And were Cam and Ashley her bigger fish to fry or is that just her cop out? Um, I was actually really surprised that she didn't pick Kara. That would have been the perfect opportunity to put up or shut up. I definitely agree. I think that's a very good point. Banana man, what do you think? I mean, I do think Amanda should have just Cold and car. I mean, we all know Amanda wasn't going to win regardless. And I don't think Josh had many enemies as well. Josh didn't make an enemy with Ashley Kane the night before. But I mean, I don't think it was rich enough to just call. I feel like the Amanda car rivalry is a lot more like, you know, better. So, I mean, if, if Amanda called out car, I mean, I would honestly give Amanda like a big props and you know, she called out her enemy win or lose. She, she had the guts know to call her out, but you know, Amanda once again, lets everyone down. I agree. I think Satan and Crybaby definitely bitched up when they had the opportunity to go after their vendetta that been causing them the most harm. And they didn't do shit about it. It was very disappointing. I think it would have been a great elimination, but I guess we'll never see it. So moving on to the actual elimination, this elimination is called uphill battle. It pretty much operates. <clears throat> it pretty much operates as a uphill inverted salmon ladder with widening grips, and it gets wider and wider the higher you go up. Starting off, Josh and Amanda fly by Team Cash. They just kill it off the rip, even though they are multiple levels higher than them. As they get up and it starts widening, um, Team I don't know what do we call them Team uh, Jamanda. Our team, uh, Amash. Flop. Team Flop. I like that one. So Team Flop decides to actually do that, and they flop. And they bust their ass, and they go all the way down this uphill, and they do not get another chance. So at this point, all Team Cash have to do is just pass the point that they was at. And since they already fell, they decide to go back to back, and they take their time, and they get out the win. What did you guys make of today's elimination uphill battle? You guys, uh, what were some of your favorite parts and what some of the things you guys didn't like about it? It was all right. I feel like it was like a more intense thing of like American Ninja Warrior because like I've seen like a few runs that they do and they do like some similar shit like that. And, and this, I feel like this was more of like a strategy thing too because like you saw how like Josh was like fully extended his leg for like separation in space and then you've seen Cam and Ashley where they did half and half and they went up one at a time and they took their time doing it and I feel like that was a smarter way to go at it make sure you know you're you have a steady position and you're able to move the bar easily 
Amanda was just stood there just doing nothing while it was Josh doing all the work because you've seen Amanda just being curled up in a corner trying to move the the bar and that's pretty much it and then you see Josh he's like he's you see him do a split like come on but overall I I think the elimination itself is all right it could have there's not really much improvements that you can do to it so I think it's I think it's pretty all right pretty all right what a glowing review of the hard work yeah. that the challenge does to entertain <laughs> us great fucking job you've been slacking lately come on I, I disagree. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Everything can't be a headbang. Everything can't be all bro, bro. I mean, I said I like it. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like it, it's the people that are in it that don't make it interesting, too, I feel like. Ashley Kane in Elimination? Cam? Killer Cam? Queen Cam uh, in Elimination? Me, I'll take that shit. I'll take that shit any day of the week. Vero, what do you make of the, set of the inverted uphill salmon ladder? I thought that Team Cash had a good strategy. Um, people, it kind of appears to maybe, maybe this is the case too. It appears that they are kind of struggling in the beginning, but I think what they were doing was trying to lay back a little bit to let them do all the work to see at what point, what point they have to go to in order to win. Um, so, so what you're saying is they were planning on Team Flop to actually flop. Like I said, um, it was likely they weren't going to make it out of there. So probably. <laughs> but to me, that was, that's kind of looks like what they were doing. Um, if you rewatch it, it looks like they're kind of looking at Josh and Amanda a lot. So I think that's their strategy that they had going in. I thought it was OK. I'm kind of like Antonio. I like the more physical ones, But this one was entertaining enough for it not being so physical. Yeah. Team Cash saying it was all going according to plan. Becky, what's your take on the inverted uphill salmon ladder i mean it was definitely different uh, i don't think we've seen anything like this before i don't think it was overly visually interesting i i thought it was okay but that's really it um i think that team cash knew it was a uh, slow and steady would win the race they knew if they tried to go too fast one of them could slip and end up falling, such as what happened with uh, Amanda and Josh. I think that they had a great strategy, and Amanda and Josh were just trying to rush it and hoping that everything would fall in their corners, but apparently it didn't. So I think Team Cash had the best strategy, and that's why they won. They're definitely able to get the job done this time around. At this point, we'd like to do our Pinstripe Empire episode MVP brought to you by the Pinstripe Empire. You can't have an army without an empire. The Pinstripe Empire is a place where diversity of fans and supporters come together to share the passion and express their ideas with Yankee fans all across the globe. So this is going to sound strange, but I have to go with Bear. Uh, He is strategic. He definitely is trying to make his mark in the game. And I think he made smart moves at trying to go after Polly because of the fact that he wants to get a strong team out, it's definitely a power move. So I got to give it to Bear for stepping up to the plate and, you know, trying to make a swing, you know, trying to hit that ball. And for the ladies, I have to go with Nani, who desperately tried to get everybody on the same page and to go Team America and to get everybody to start voting in the UK people. Apparently, Team America is just hard-headed, and they just want to go after who they hate. No doubt, no doubt. Vero, 
Who do you have as your Pinstripe Empire episode MVP? Well, my MVPs this week, um, let me start by saying that I really enjoy when people don't follow the crowd. So for males, I like Bear because he made a plan. He got in the tribunal and he tried to execute the plan, just didn't fall through. But I will make him my MVP because I do respect that he he made the goal that he was trying to go for. Um, for girls, I'm going to go with Jenna because she didn't stick with Team America. Um, I think it's important that Jenna stands her ground because Amanda seems to forget that she talked a bunch of shit and that Jenna doesn't need to forget it just for the sake of Team America. So my vote's with Jenna. All right. Bananas, who's your MVP? So I'm going to agree with Becky on both male and female. I'm going with... Um, Nani and Bear. Uh, I liked how Nani was like trying to play peacemaker. She was like trying to, you know, make Team USA the best team possible, you know, and also help her events further in the game. And I like how she handled herself in all the situations, you know. She got, I, mean, I think, the most um, airtime from the female aspect today, too. And I'm going to go with Bear because, you know, he had some great moments this episode. I mean, the guy's TV gold. I mean, I take back what I said about him from the beginning. I thought this guy was just going to make a nice, like a jackass and just doing stupid shit. I mean, yeah, he's doing stupid shit, but I mean, he's great for TV. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Bear's a seasoned reality TV vet, and he's really coming into his own. I think he gets to really, really shine here on MTV's The Challenge. So I guess for my episode MVP, um, for the females, I'm going to have to give it to Jenna. Uh, Jenna stayed the course. She wasn't swayed by Amanda's last-minute attempts. She was able to get one of her enemies out, and she finally got her ass into a tribunal, which was a long time coming. So I'm going to go with Jenna. Now, for the guys, I'm actually going to go with Wes. Wes didn't shake the boat too much. He was able to keep himself pretty much—he was able to keep his hands pretty clean, even though he voted for Cam and Ashley. But them going into elimination wasn't by his hands. So he gets to stay clean for the most of it. And he was able to get Amanda and Josh out, who wasn't really working with him. Pretty much his inaction is able to further his game. And I think it's going to pay off for him in the long run. I'm going to give my episode MVP to Wes for today. So moving on, it's time to break down the fifthmajorsports.com week seven power rankings provided by Tyler Louder. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Daily Jordan and make sure you follow at the fifth sport. So let's go into our top five. At number one, Wes and D. At number two, we have Paulie and Ninja. At number three, Nani and Turbo. Number four, Day and Bear. At number five, Team Cash, Cam and Ashley. Bananas, what do you make of the fifth major sports.com week seven power rankings? I think the top five are pretty solid. I just, I feel like Nani and Turbo are a little too high, and I would, I would probably knock them out of the top five, and I'll put Gus and Jenna in the top five. And I feel like Day and Bear deserve number one what? instead of Wes and D. Yeah, I. They both had a great episode. They both killed the challenge. I truly think they came in first place today. And they just killed it. I mean, they lost an alliance, but like they had like the most attention brought to their to this episode. 
I, I don't know. I, I just not in a good in my way. Head. But I mean, I, I know it's not in a good way, but I, I just feel like they've done enough where they deserve to be number one. Actually, I agree with Antonio. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> I um I think that Baron Devon deserved number one just because they both had a great episode with a lot of screen time. You know, the whole thing was pretty much around them. Um, I also think that Jenna and Gus should be up higher. They did have a good episode, or Jenna had a good episode too. And I don't know. I think that those two definitely deserve to be up higher, but I don't have a problem with the the rest, I guess. But yeah, those two need to be up one and two, and then the rest can trickle down. Well, I'm not agreeing with any of y'all. <laughs> they should not be number one. No. They are because they're I'm talking about sheer stats. It's about their abilities. I can't see them winning a lot of eliminations. Uh, I'm not a lot of eliminations, a lot of dailies. I can't see them being this power team when oh, there's why? other power teams out there like Turbo and Nani and Polly and Ninja. I see them as more of a political player, and I give them credit for that. I think they're in the right spot because the reason that they got there and it was it, the daily challenge wasn't physical in a lot of ways. I, you know, it's not like it was a headbanger or you're leaping off of here and you're trying to grab here or you're using your body weight. It, it was strategy. It was being able to communicate with people. I don't see that as making them this major team that would put fear into everybody. I just don't see it. I think that Wes and D are properly placed. I think Polly and Ninja, they're all in the good places. I'm okay with the top five the way they are. And no, I do not agree with you guys. I think Day and Bear are just where they need to be. If not, I'd push them down to maybe five or six and then move up Gus and Jenna. The one thing that I would change is I would probably switch Nani and Turbo for Day and Bear and put them at the number three spot. I will also move Cam and Ashley down to number six and replace it with Jenna and Gus. They did make the top three. They finally got out of the basement of this thing. They're able to get one of their vendettas at home. So I would definitely move them up. So I'm pretty okay with that. I would move Polly and Ninja down a little bit only because they got thrown into elimination. But besides that, that's all I got to say about the, um, uh, about the power rankings. Okay. So to round out the last of the power ranking at number six, we have Jenna and Gus at number seven, Carver and Theo, number eight, Hunter and Georgia. Number nine, we have Kyle and Maddie, who has definitely fell from grace. And at number 10, the people who have been knocked out, Team Satan and Crybaby, Josh and Amanda. So now that Josh and Amanda are gone, like, who's that last place team now? Like, we need someone there. Like, I don't want to worry about who's going to be last place now. I want that steady team. Yeah, that's a fact. I don't know who's going to anchor the bottom of this power ranking anymore now that they're gone. Probably Jenna and Gus, but like, I don't know. Yeah, probably Jenna and Gus. I don't even want to talk about it. Let's just move on to Marie and Brittany. Anybody got their, uh, anybody know what that shit's about? Oh, it's a mess. This is is Becky's segment. (laughs) It's been pretty quiet. Just really, uh, the, the whole situation with Marie and Brittany was just basically Brittany coming out and basically stating that she's team Cara in her own way. Uh, you know, of course, Marie felt like she was being subtweeted and then 
Brittany posted a picture of herself in this purple tub, like this purple water. Uh, it's really funny, actually, talking about how she has everybody pressed and she's flicking everybody off. She's like, I'm barely on Twitter and I still have you all pressed basically to go fuck yourselves. To which Marie started posting up pictures of Britney's face and an eggplant and <laughs> that the next time she wants to like come fight or subtweet or do anything like that, that she shouldn't do it looking like Tinky Winky. So. What the hell? Well, it's a right. Facts. So let me ask you guys a question. It, is Marie starting to spiral out? She's on social bored. media? No. <sighs> I mean, Marie's just doing what she normally does. She's getting in her feelings and she is letting it guide her to her block button and to posting like crazy. I don't really think that Marie is bothered too much. I think she's having a lot of fun with it, even though, you know, she is using that block button just a bit more than what she used to. But I don't think she's really bothered. I think she's really having a good time with it. And hopefully she's in a good place with it. You know, I think us overall as a podcast, we don't have any real gripes with Marie. She has every right to feel the way she feels, especially after the uh, the stuff that we put out. So I think she's I think she's just having fun with it. I think it's not to be taken too seriously. Yeah, I mean, well, as you like to say, you always say I have time today when you're fighting with people. So I feel like that's Marie right now. Is that me or Malik that says that? Oh, no, that's Malik. me. Oh, yeah. Malik yeah. fights with people. He's always like, I have time today. I don't get into a lot of Twitter fights, but when I'm ready to fight, I'd be like, hey, how you guys doing today? Uh, I'm, I don't have to work. So, um, yeah, I got time today. Who the fuck wants smoke? All right. I'm going to make you my notes, and then you can study my notes and learn how to fight for like a real guy, all right? Oh, wait. Are you saying I don't really fight on Twitter? <laughs> that's because oh, I have Lord. shit to do. I'm, oh. I'm like some of these people on Twitter. I don't have time to be fighting with catfish and weirdos like and other motherfuckers on Twitter. All right. So I I think when it comes to Marie spiraling out, I think it's fair to say that we don't really give a shit. Just sit back and kind of and kind of enjoy the show. I mean, I'm so Um, shocked I got blocked. Like, what the fuck? I can't enjoy a show I can't see because I'm blocked. Well, yeah. I'm not. I'll send you guys screenshots. No, it's okay. I I have big accounts. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't block all of you. Yeah, exactly. What do you guys make of some of the casuals who are unhappy to see Cam being so cocky when it comes to her and eliminations and the overall challenge presence? Do you guys think it's fair that people are going after a confident challenge queen, killer Cam, or is it all bullshit? I mean, they have every right. No, it's fair. Cam has been what's the third season. You you can't call yourself like. Look, I get it if you do it for a personal reason and like to, to boost like like self confidence and like female empowerment. Okay, yeah, I get that. But like, don't go into the challenge house day one. Like, yeah, I'm a queen and um, yeah, I'm killer Cam. Like, that's my name's day one. No, you can't do that. Like, well, why that's not? not how it works. Oh, that's not how it works works but why not if she's in elimination she beats it she uh she has a a stellar elimination record people are scared to go against her we have to go we have to go to that list again of who she beat and how she beat them because it's embarrassing she still won it doesn't matter if it's by inch or a mile she still wins it's not something you brag about have those wins come on 
A lot of people brag about the elimination record. So we just heard from Nelson last season bragging about his elimination record, saying, I'm eight and one. I'm offended. So why is it okay when Nelson does it, but it's not okay when Killer Cam does it? I well, for one, I never said it was okay for Nelson to say Nelson's an idiot. This guy can't even say a complete sentence without making something about making a mistake. So Nelson's irrelevant to the conversation. He, his, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like he's also good at elimination, so is Cam. But they don't have the right to call themselves Killer Cam and elimination. It's like it, you earn your names. You don't give them to yourself. Let me ask you, in your opinion, has Killer Cam earned the name Killer Cam? No. Yes. No, no, she has. How so? Because I made a tweet of what, like a month ago, I think it was. I listed all of Cam's eliminations out of what all of that. I think maybe either two or three were truly like full on wins, all on her true wins. And for those true wins, how do you have a true win? You either win or you lose, there's nothing in between. No, there. there's. There's, there's also team eliminations. She, there was, she was a pair with, um, what was it, Kaylee last season where Kaylee did help out. And then there was also like elimination last season too where the the bullshit equalizer were Paulie where Paulie couldn't move two feet. So come on. like You have to look at each elimination. Like you have to like look what goes on into it in detail. You can't just say, oh, she beat her, she beat him. No, that's not how I look into each elimination. I see how they won and what happened. Yes, a win's a win, but... It's how you win. It's how you brag about it. But you, if most you, if, of these people have partners, though. You can't just say just because she had a partner doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Oh, I'm just saying. Exactly. Like, her only loss, brag about it. But her only loss came with a partner is when she had Kaylee, and that was against Corin Maria and okay, Marie. So, everybody so else, me, she has beat everybody. She's six and one. So she I, lost on Hogan. So tell me someone right now who brags as oh, yeah, much right. as elimination as much as Cam does. Nelson. Right, I, like I said before, Wes. Wes. But Wes is a, is a true veteran. Like, look, Wes, he, he's won double-digit eliminations. He has won numerous challenge seasons. He's allowed to give himself a name. I, don't know, like, I get why people get upset about this whole killer Cam thing. But the thing is, is you're talking about Bananas made a brand. Why can't Cam make a brand? It's just too early for her to do it. It's not too early. It's never too early to start branding yourself. Davon's branding no, herself. Yeah, but why, no, look, why, look, so look, they're look. not supposed to brand themselves until they're she, 10 She can in? brand herself as Queen Cam. Yeah, sure. Go all four. It's a personal thing. It's a personal thing. But Bananas didn't make the Bananas name off, you know, eliminations or of him winning six challenges. He named Bananas off his personality. That's why, okay, Queen Cam, okay, I understand. It's female empowerment, self-confidence, okay, go for it. It is what it is. I don't care about that anymore. But you can't call yourself Killer Cam when you're three seasons in and you haven't, you haven't won a final yet. You haven't really beat any big names. That's, that's, what, that's what I see. But she's been to a final, and she Did has she beaten big names. Did she win? Look, that whole, was it um, Vendetta's final? That was, shit was so bullshit. Vendetta's final was so stupid. So the, the top eight made it, and only four went on. I truly consider... The top four that made it the final. So that means, yes, I do believe Tony did not make a final yet. Even though I'm a big fan of Tony, I truly believe he did not make a true final. If you're the if only you're reason that Cam didn't make it was because of the log. Yeah, she, she would have uh, Kayla. That log fucked her up. Yeah, she would have beat Kayla. She would have been in the final. Oh, trust me. I so then she could have won the whole thing. No, but trust me, I was hoping Cam would have went there instead of Kayla. I. 
I was really upset that Kim didn't make it and Kayla did. Yo, fuck out of here. Listen, you're on the island on yourself on this one. I, I always am. Leave. I don't care. Listen. Yeah, I don't have your back on this one. Yeah, exactly. Killer earned that. You gotta give it to her, man. She earned the shit. She's 6-1. She's kicking ass, and I'm pretty sure she's going to do great this season. Let's just agree to disagree and not do personal attacks on Twitter. Bananas, close us out. <laughs> personal attacks on Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, Jesus. All right, Potstars, that's all we have for you tonight. Another great episode. Looking forward for the next one. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LWC Podcast. Visit our website, lovewarchallenges.com. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Make sure you give us those five stars. Give us that great review. Subscribe, listen, listen again, listen again, listen again. Keep doing it. Let us know you're listening. Peace. Peace. Bye. That's a terrible goodbye. You didn't even say goodbye. Because I was like, oh shit, it's over. (laughs) I quit. At this point, we have to start doing a countdown. Just like, when you say bye, it's gonna be like three, two, one. Maybe we all gotta say bye at some point. So do you say bye on one or after one? Well, you guys say peace. No, no. Say bye. No, it should be. Well, it should be three, two, one, and then go. We say that every week, and we never do it.